welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. And we are distance recording our podcast episode today and practicing social distancing. We were planning on getting together in person to record a bunch of episodes last weekend. But of course, because of all the things going on, we opted to uh, cancel that and do it over Zoom instead. So here we are virtually together. Uh, Robin, how are you doing? I, I think I'm doing as well as can be expected during yeah. this time. Um, you know, all of our businesses are shaken up pretty well. And I'm presuming, based on the DSOs that I've talked to, everyone's just kind of in a daze a little bit and scrambling, yeah. doing whatever they can, and also feeling exhausted and then invigorated and it's it's a lot it's a lot yeah it's it's a lot to deal with I feel like I've worked harder in this past week than I have maybe ever in my life it's like as stressful as a show week but without the reward at the end (laughs) (laughs) I'd say it's even more stressful because we don't know we don't know when this is going to be over we don't know how many of our families are going to stay um it it's so uncertain and yeah. as, as business owners and entrepreneurs, we like to be in, char- in control. We like yeah. to feel like we're in control of things. And this is the ultimate scenario where we have no control. Yeah. Over a lot of things. However, there are things that we do have control over. And I yes. got some really good advice from my dad. And he said, worry is when you focus on things that you cannot control. Mm-hmm. And what you need to do to conquer the worry. Everyone says, oh, don't worry, don't worry. Well, that's so much easier said than done. But what really is helpful is if we concentrate on the things that we can do and the things that we can control. And the more we work on those things and put in a a good day's work, the more we're going to feel good at the end of the day. And the rewards will come around eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you reap what you sow and it doesn't, you know, your crop isn't going to grow immediately, but months down the road, when our crop starts coming in, we're going to be reaping the rewards of what we are, what, what seeds we are planting now. If we bury our head in the sand right now and stay in bed all day and watch Netflix and cry, then we're not going to have businesses in September. Right. We need to keep a, uh, a clear head, and we need to march forward. So that's what this podcast is going to be about today. We're going to talk about things that we are doing, Casey and I, in our businesses, um, other than just creating online content, because everyone's doing that, and, and that's, an, that's a given. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but we're going to go beyond that and talk about other things that we're doing that maybe you haven't thought of yet, maybe you have, just you know, brainstorming what we need to be doing to shore up the holes in our boat so that we don't slowly sink to the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) Right. And to keep our families engaged and committed and and invested and involved in the studio, even though they're not physically at the studio. Right. 
So do you want to start, Ms. Casey? Sure. Yeah. So I think the number one thing that we need to be doing is communicating with our families. Communication is key. And I think transparency in this circumstance is really important. Um, you know, let your families know what your plans are. Let your families know what you need from them. And just making sure that you're reaching out as often as possible um, you know, not inundating and overwhelming their inboxes, but just keeping in touch and letting them know what's going on. So Robin, how have you been communicating with your families? Well, of course, we have our EMC Families Facebook group, which is rockin' and rollin'. And there's a lot of input from the families in there too, which is wonderful. But um, I try to keep updates going on in there. And I try to keep them organized. Say in the announcement section, we have something called the Zoom room where we keep an updated list of the, the live Zoom calls that are happening that week. So by using the announcements part of your um, group, then you can kind of keep things organized and keep things easy to find for families. Mm -hmm. I've been doing a long email once a week so that the parents kind of understand where we stand and what's going on. Um, I would say, regarding what you were saying before, Casey, about making sure that we're letting our parents know what's happening, be very careful in your verbiage. We can't make a lot of promises. We right. can't say the recital is happening. We can say, as of now, we have not canceled our recital. Mm -hmm. um, we can say when it is safe to come back in the studio, we are going to offer makeup, unlimited makeup classes, but be very, don't box yourself into something, especially in writing that someone's going to come back at you with and say, you said this and you could not deliver it by May 1st or something like that, because right. we just don't know yeah. what the timeline is going to be, but right. you need to be very hopeful Talk about ideas that you're having. Um, I sent an email last night to our families talking about, um, of course, the online content that they have unlimited access to. I talked about the idea that once it's safe and the weather gets warmer, we might, once it's, once it's safe, and once we kind of get a thumbs up from the powers that be, I have a lot of acreage and we do an outdoor dance camp, so we've done this before, but I'm thinking I put little cones 10 feet apart in the grass and parents can drive their kid up. A kid runs to a cone. We have a giant sound system, you know, for our band across the street and the teachers on one side of the street, the kids are 10 feet apart on the other side of the street. And we can do a half an hour or 45 minutes of something together. Um, also, you know, maybe adding Fridays and Saturdays to our schedule when we do reopen so mm -hmm. that we can, um, you, people can double up on classes if they want. Um, also maybe extending, we're usually closed the week after our recital. We're usually closed the week of 4th of July. We're usually closed this week and that week at the end of the summer. Just talking in general terms about these are weeks that we can reopen to, to help you guys get your, your classes back. So anyway, yeah. just uplifting. There's hope that we are not closed. I have not said we are closed. I have said we are delivering our content in a different way. Right. So communication and your wording is so important. And making sure that your, again, about wording, your wording is uplifting and positive and not very, woe is me and this is awful. And, but, you know, we're in this together. And I found that 
in my communication, I've been talking about our goals a lot and including in there, maintaining some sense of normalcy for our students and making sure that our, our parents are, know that that's a, an important goal for us. And I think that kind of helps to get them on board with what we're doing um, yeah. because they see the value in that. Um, you know, of maintaining some sense of normalcy. So yeah, again, communication is key. Yep. All right. So everyone's talking about creating online content for your current family. So let's not go on and on too much about that, but let's touch on it briefly. Yeah. Um, you want to start and tell us how you're doing it? Sure. Yeah. So I am using um, primarily Zoom and Google Classrooms. For Zoom, we're doing live classes at the regular class time, and it's, a, it's an abbreviated class. So if the class is usually an hour and a half long ballet class, maybe it's just a 45-minute or an hour-long bar. Something and is it along. all your classes? These are all of my classes, even wow. my itty-bitties. And um, the response to that has been really great. And Zoom is good because you can actually see them. So I've been able to give correction, technical corrections to my students, which is great, you know, um, it's of course not as great as an in-person class. You've got weird camera angles and everything, but, but it's better than nothing. And I find that the students really appreciate and value being able to see their classmates. And I've been spending the first five or 10 minutes just checking in with everybody, just saying, hey, how are you? What's going on? What's your life like right now? Letting the kids talk to one another, even the little ones, letting them talk because they miss that social interaction. Yeah. They can't even have play dates. So just being able to say hi to their classmates has been really valuable. And so you know what's important about that, to piggyback on what you're saying, Casey, is there's lots of stuff that parents can give their kids online or on TV that are going to keep them moving. But what what... I, and I don't know what the kids' shows are. I'm just thinking when my kids were little, it was Barney. I could put <laughs> Barney on and keep my kids occupied for a little bit. But what you just said is key, keeping them connected with their real friends, exactly. with their real community. So this adds an extra layer that we really need to kind of capitalize on and embrace and um, – Yes, I, I think even with the teens, it's super important to check in so on important. Them. some yeah. of them, especially the seniors. They're like, this is my senior year? Yeah. What a bummer to not be able to see your friends in your senior year of high school. Like, that's just, that's just tragic. Um, so we've been doing Zoom, Zoom live classes through Zoom. Um, and then we're also using Google Classrooms to upload content that is pre-recorded. So teachers are recording videos of themselves doing the recital choreography or doing a specific exercise and uploading those videos to the Google Classroom. And then the idea is that the students then take a video of themselves doing the choreography or doing that exercise and upload it to the Google Classroom so that then the teachers can give individual feedback to each student. Um, we've ha been having some technical issues with Google Classrooms. I don't know if just the system is so overloaded right now. Yeah, people are having a hard time getting getting into the, the Google Classroom. So what I'm working on now, um, and literally just before we jumped on this call to record this podcast, is creating a website for each individual class. 
And on that website will be links to a Google Drive folder for the class so that that's kind of like a backup to where the teachers can upload their videos to the Google Drive folder. And I have it, um, have the settings set so that parents and students can upload content to that folder as well. So if they can't get into Google Classroom, they still have access to all the content that way. Um, yeah. So I'm just creating lots of backups. <laughs> yeah. That's and great. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but I would rather do this work now so that I still have students enrolled whenever this is over. <laughs> than right. to and additionally, um, some things that you can upload to your Google Classroom, it, it, it doesn't always have to be, you know, dance, dance exercises like, oh, right. here's the flat back combination. We've been doing makeup tutorials. Mm -hmm. We've been doing um, terminology, dance history, um, TheraBand work, and, and, we, and a lot of our videos are shorter. Um, oh, one of the things that um, we did that was really a hit was Miss Mandy, who is our creative kids director. She's in charge of the babies. She did a um, ballet bedtime story hour. It wasn't an hour, but basically all the kids meet on a Zoom call in their jammies with their favorite little, you know, baby doll or whatever, and she reads... Um, a bedtime story to them. So again, you're connecting with their peers, you're getting them all together at their peers. And you're also kind of being like this soothing, reassuring presence in their life. And yeah. um, especially with the younger ones, you don't want them to forget about us. Yeah. So definitely. be creative, be creative. There are so many things that you can do. I've also uploaded um, links, YouTube links to other people's classes, because everyone is sharing right now. And I must say I am touched and blown away by the amount of um, giving that dance studio owners and teachers have been doing during this time. It really is beautiful. Yeah. Um, people offering free content. It's really just about let's all get through this for the sake of our industry and for the sake of these children. Right. So um, look, just go through YouTube and find stuff that you approve of that teaches in a similar method to you and yeah. you know, upload some, some links. Yeah, and people have been doing um, live classes on Instagram or on Facebook, um, you know, all, just all kinds of stuff. So there are, you know, like Debbie Allen did one last week, um, and Anthony Lacasio is doing live tap classes all over the place. So, yeah. you know, reach out to, like, industry leaders are, are stepping up, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of good stuff going Let's on. Let's talk about um, what now that I, I'm presuming that most of the studio owners we're talking about are already working on their online content or already have that underway. What's next with the online content? I've got families saying, this is so great. I hope that you keep it going after the fact. Yes, of course we will. Um, especially for recital dance practicing mm -hmm. or if we have snow days now, w this yeah. could this could possibly eliminate the need for makeup classes on snow days. You could make it your policy that it's a snow day. Everybody go onto the Google Classroom and you know mm -hmm. do an hour's worth of something. Um, yeah. But we, sh I think that as people get stir crazy and cabin fever, we can start marketing our online content to a whole new crowd of people. You know, do you feel like you're going bonkers in your house? 
why don't you uh, register for online classes at Miss Casey's Dance Studio? And I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the pricing there because mm -hmm. if the cheapest class at my studio is $51 a month, do I advertise to new families and say, oh, for $25 a month, you can have access to all the online stuff. How is that fair to the people who are already paying a higher price point? So I haven't fully wrapped my brain around that um, yet, but I'm, I'm totally interested to know if other people have ideas about that. Yeah, and I think that we can, because it's online, we could market to new demographics. Like you could do a conditioning and stretching class for adults. Mm -hmm. You could do a ballet basics class for adults, you know, a, just a conditioning class for teens or really, or, or anybody, you know, like because it's online now, you have the ability to connect with a whole new I was going to say a whole new crap load of people, but yeah, a whole new crap load of people. <laughs> Just there's a whole world of people out there. They don't necessarily yeah. have to be able to come and, to your studio. Right. And also you don't need to be just limiting yourself to the people in your vicinity. Mm -hmm. You could, you could also use this as an introduction. If someone is checking you out and wants to do a trial class or, or kind of see what you're all about. Now we just have this library of content that I think that as time goes by, we're just going to think of all these new ways that we can be using it. Yep. All right. So let's talk about gimmicks because my, my team has been amazingly creative and have been thinking about so coming up with all these fantastic ideas to keep our families engaged. And I want to share a couple of them because they're fantastic. And yes, I, I'm also interested in hearing what creative things you've come up with. So um, I thought this was great. Our, our studio colors are black and pink. And my creative kids director, Miss Mandy, has a pink wig because she was Frenchy from Greece for um, <laughs> Halloween. So she has a pink wig. And she ha came up with this idea that we're going to do a drawing. Like every time we see uh, the little creative kids interacting through their parents, of course, on the Facebook group, you know, like maybe they did an, act, an activity or they post a, a video of them doing something. Every time there's interaction, they get their name in a drawing. Once a week, we draw out of the hat and the winner gets Miss Mandy in her pink wig and her daughter, who is a student teacher, are going to drive it's, it's going to be called a driveway dance party. Drive oh. to their house, park at the end of the driveway. We've got a vinyl um, banner that has our logo on it that they can just lay on the, the outside of the windshield so that when the neighbors look out to see what's going on, it's like, oh, there's the EMC Performing Arts Studio crazy people. They're going to turn the music up super loud, and the little girl can come out and stand on her porch and they're going to practice her recital dance together and do a couple dances like Shake Your Sillies Out. It'll take 10 minutes. Oh my God, I love that. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Let, okay, this, okay, I just got an evite from one of my parents. Her, her daughter, my, my dancer, her daughter's um, 11th birthday is this week. And on her birthday, they're doing a drive-by birthday party. Yes. where you you just drive by the house, park in the street, sing her happy birthday from your car, do a little dance party in the yard, and she's out on the porch, or just honk your horn and wave. A drive-by birthday party. I love that. And it's I love beautiful. that idea of, 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 of encouraging 
uh, engagement in your Facebook group by having that as the reward. That's brilliant. I love yeah. that. Yes. And of course, they'll have their logo shirts on. Right. And once the weather gets warmer, it's just going to be even more fun. Oh my God. That's amazing. So this next one was actually Heather's idea. She told me about it yesterday and I think I'm going to steal it, but I have to price it out first. She's doing dance from home kits for her dancers. So she wow. ordered... And I'm, I'm assuming it's for the younger dancers, but she ordered those cheap drawstring bags with her logo and she put in, she ordered um, dots. Each kid gets a dot to work at home, a scarf. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, I ordered those little, um, this was before we knew we were closing, those little hand sanitizers with our logo on them. Um, I don't know. What else do you have? That's um, that bean bags, a ribbon stick, oh. uh, a sheet of stickers so they can oh. get a sticker after they, really? um, their mom can give them a sticker afterwards or maybe a coloring page or all kind whatever. Keep it inexpensive. Yeah. But then the dancer's mom will drive by the studio and you could have somebody just run it out, maybe wear gloves or something and, you know, stick it in their car window and move along. I love that. Or you could even deliver it to their porch or whatever. Yeah. Depending how many kids you have. Yeah. Right. That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah. Cause I've, I've been thinking about with leading my preschool classes online, wishing that everybody had props. Oh, you know what? You could even do fairly cheaply a tap board drop off. You could go to Home Depot or Lowe's. They're still open in my area. I don't know if they are in your area and cut some like three by three squares of plywood charged 15 bucks for them and drop them off in people on people's front porches. <laughs> I was going to say that's something you probably wouldn't do for free. No, I definitely would not do that for you free. That. I yeah, do have parents I asking, um, but I also have a lot of parents asking which ballet bar online do you recommend and what, what, can, what can I do for, you know, we're turning our basement into a dance studio. What's this shower pan liner situation? Oh so gosh, we can awesome. also advise our people on, you know, how to make a home dance studio. That would be cool. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm totally going to do that tap, tap square idea. Yes. Oh, so, um, the, I, what I did yesterday was I bought unlimited CLI memberships uh, so that all my teachers can have CLI and my dance company people can have it. That's great. And can you just go over what CLI is for our listeners who aren't familiar? Yeah, CLI Studios is an online program of content with um, all the you know, all the dancers from So You Think You Can Dance and just all the competition circuit teachers and I think even, you know, more concert-style ballet company teachers as well. It, they have a very impressive lineup of instructors and they have a very vast library of pre-recorded um, dance instruction in all genres. And it's a subscription-based service and it normally would cost $100 per dancer per year. So for $1,000 for the year, I was able to get unlimited subscriptions for my teachers and my dance company. And, wow. you know, it was a little chunk. My husband kind of like looked at me sideways when I said I spent $1,000 yesterday. He's like, we aren't spending. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, this is really um, an investment 
because a lot of my upper level dancers need to, they're going to college next year for dance and they need to be doing as much as they can. And this is something that they can take with them for a year. They'll have it for a year. I'll let them keep it. It's unlimited. It's not like I need to cancel them to make room for new people. Right. So that's something that you can think about as well. This next topic is not as fun, but I think that another thing we should be spending our time on is reducing expenses. Uh, It seems obvious, but we really need to carve out some time and do this. Um, Some some things that I've done, I mean, some of these are going to sound really obvious, but they might be things that you just haven't done yet. Make sure that your heat at your studio is set really low. Unplug your sound systems. Make sh- what can you do to make your electric bill next month as small as possible? Mm-hmm. If you're not like I, I still go to my studio and work. I have the little baseboard heater in my office, and ev- the rest of the studio is freezing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Talk to your landlord about your rent. Your landlord does not want you to go under, especially if your studio is in a strip mall. I would call my landlord and say, "Look, I'm doing everything I can to not." go under as a business and I am doing everything I can to make sure that our business survives this. What can you do for me? And ask him first. Yes. Ask, you, ask them first before you, <laughs> because before he might say, that. let's reduce your rent, you know? And, yeah. and in that case, you saying, can I just pay later is not as good of a deal as let's lower your rent altogether. Right. So ask him what he's willing to do. I would venture to say that most decent people want to keep their, you know, tenants afloat so that they have, um, you know, that income when this is over. But another alternative is you can kind of borrow from my idea and say to your landlord, I will pay the full amount owed in 2020. By the end of 2020, it just might take me a couple months mm-hmm. of, of a smaller amount before I can hopefully get the the, right. em- the momentum back in September. So that's yes. an idea. Yes. Um, talk to your bank about extending your line of credit. Um, you know, if you have an existing line of credit at your bank, maybe they will extend it. Hopefully you don't need to touch it. But if you find yourself in a pinch for cash, you, having that immediate access to cash is going to come in handy. So I would start working on that now. Mm-hmm. Um, look for interest-free balance transfer credit cards. Um, when I did call my bank to extend my line of credit, they, they, they are working with me on that. But also they said, We're, we have a credit card now, 20 months interest-free. So you could move, you know, I have a studio credit card that I put a lot of expenses on and I pay off every month in full. That's great. I, I could balance transfer it to a 0% interest card and at least give by myself a little bit of time right. to pay off that credit card this month so that I can keep cash in my bank account to pay my teachers. Because you can't pay your teachers with a credit card. So you need to have cash on hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Cancel any unneeded subscriptions. Just go through all of your expenses yes. and see what can go. We want to say also that um, I know we've been, we've been really excited about our monthly membership. But as, as the six of us of DSO Connect, we came to the, the decision that now is not the time for that. So all of our members in that um, monthly club, we went ahead and canceled their reoccurring payments because 
we want our members and our people to be focusing on maintaining their businesses and staying afloat. And we know that probably no one is focusing on new ideas and new content. They're just focusing on the day-to-day right now. So we went ahead and made that decision. It wasn't a hard decision for us to come to because it's just the right thing to do. So that's one less monthly payment that our members will have to worry about. We have every intention to bring it back once all this has, has blown over and it's going to be better than ever. And we, you know, we want you to be a part of it, but right now is just not the time. Right. And um, so maybe you've got a subscription to something you're not using. Now's the time to clean house and get rid of all of those little things. And it might be a couple dollars a month, but all that stuff is going to add up. And yeah. add that to other expenses. Like we, we, we would buy cupcakes and birthday cards and gift cards every time a teacher had a birthday. You know, those are things that maybe we're not doing right now. Mm-hmm. So all of these things that, you know, oh, we need to buy more uh, trash bags and so, toilet paper and all these supplies at the studio that we are normally spending money on. All of this is going to hopefully make a little bit of an impact in right. our bank account over the next couple of months. Absolutely. And the last tip I have for reducing expenses, if you have made any um, travel plans and, and try to and get the refunds for the airline tickets, the hotels or whatever, um, we had a, a trip to New York planned with our company Elite Dancers and I had $1,300 in hotel, $900 in Broadway tickets and... Um, I was able to get those refunded back to my credit card. So that was what, like 25, almost $2,500, you know, of my credit card that I don't need to pay now. So get on that. Okay. What's the next topic, Miss Casey? Moving on to delegating. Yeah. Which is hard when you're doing all brand new stuff. And I think that's that's what I'm getting tripped up on right now is that I'm I'm not really sure in the day to day what I'm <laughs> what all I'm doing. So with brand new platforms and brand new systems or you know, not even systems yet, it's really hard to delegate with all new all new yeah. tasks and all new structures. So focusing on Um, what I've been doing is kind of just taking notes on what I'm doing every day and saying, okay, I'm, I'm uploading this music. I'm creating this website. I'm doing this and that, and then figuring out from there what to keep and what to trash, what, what of the tasks that I'm doing is valuable and what is, was a trial and it turned out to be an error (laughs) and then delegating from there because you know, we as the leaders are figuring out what needs to be done, but also as leaders, you need to figure out what other people need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And the other challenge in this regard right now is your staff might be changing. Mm-hmm. You might not have the full staff that you had before. So in my situation, I have um, an HR person, Jamie, who's handling anything related to my staff. And then I have Kathy, my office manager, who handles anything related to the customers. So in those regards, I can easily delegate. Um, I also have a couple of teachers that have really stepped up and like Mandy, our creative kids director, and anything that comes up with a creative kids family, I can kind of pass to her. Um, So see what your new staff looks like. You might need to draw it out Mm -hmm. and and make uh, specific and recurring um, 
responsibilities for each person. Instead right. of just throwing things randomly at different people, I know that anytime a customer inquires about, you know, withdrawing or something like that, that's going to Kathy. Anytime a teacher has a question about, am I getting paid? That's going to Jamie. So that people are doing the same thing all the time. Exactly. Yep. And I would encourage you to create some sort of communication platform if you don't already have one in place for your team. So maybe it's Trello. Maybe you make a Google Classroom just for your staff, um, just to have one place where you're talking to all of them so you don't have a million individual text threads or email conversations going. Right. And maybe a weekly Zoom call with your team, mm -hmm. like maybe one with your teaching team and one with your admin team. The other thing that I've found, which is super cool, is my student teachers are chomping at the bit to get involved. So okay. I had a couple of them make a video. And it's really impressive that they're making these videos together, but they're not in the same house. That's so. Amazing. One of them was like a little hand-washing video for the creative kids. And um, so they did, did it to a Wiggles song or something about washing your hands. And then one, another pair of dancers made a video about um, how to prepare for your ballet class. And they showed how they put their hair in a bun and how they put their leg warmers on and, you know, how they wear their logo jacket to the studio or whatever. But just Cute. it you have an idea, you want to make a, a video, do it. Right. And it makes them feel connected. It makes them feel involved. It's more content. It's more, it's just more good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've got my, some of my student assistants who are eager and excited to be on the Zoom call for their classes that they assist in and they love it. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Next, take care of your team. So this one's tough because we love our teachers. We love our admin team. We love all these people that are working for us. And, um, no, yeah, and everyone's different. You know, some studios may have a lot of part-time people whose husbands have a full-time job and health insurance, and, and maybe this job isn't their bread and butter. And then you've got, you might have some teachers who really depend on this. You know, those, 20, those girls in their 20s who aren't maybe aren't married and and this is a real big part of their their monthly budget so what i would do what we have done is um we, first we gave all of our teachers the option to just bail not no hard feelings like i don't want to do online content i'm all fine i've my husband's got us covered i'm just going to jump off the ship one of my teachers did that and that's fine and are you continuing her classes or are you issuing refunds for the tuition? No, the other teachers just pick up the slack. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So um, then I have, so now we've got this more streamlined staff. Well, streamlined by one person. Um, <laughs> but now I, you know, different people are taking on different jobs. And this is, this is my official statement. My goal is to continue to pay you what you would normally make in a perfect week. If you taught all your classes in a perfect week and you mm -hmm. made, say, $800, then my goal is to pay you that $800, even though you're doing different things. I still want them to, to um, log their hours so that we can go back and look and see what the reality is. But they also know that come April 1st, when tuition is due, if we have a significant drop off of enrollment, I may have to reduce their pay, a commensurate to that, that drop off. Right. 
I'm trying to be, give them answers, but I also am not committing to anything. I can't right. say I will pay you what you would normally make no matter what. So they all understand that this is a team effort. And the more we kick ass and bust our butts right now, the more likely we are to um, all get paid what we're supposed to get paid. I also told them um, I took a 50% pay cut right off the top. I said, my responsibility as the business owner is to um, take the risk. So right off the bat, I cut my salary by 50%. And if it needs to get cut more, it will. And I think it's important for them to know that you're on the front end. You're on the, on the line of fire and the first bullet is going to hit you. (laughs) Right. And we're going to take it for the team. Yes. That's so, that's so important. And I, I, I like being that transparent with your staff does wonders for boosting morale because they know that you're in it with them. Right. And they all know, like, for example, this morning, unfortunately, I had one of my company dancers withdraw and I, I posted it in the team uh, Facebook group and they're all going to know, like, this is not coming out of Brooks paycheck. This is across the board, a hit to the whole team. It's not right. like, oh, Brooke, you lost a student, so therefore, you know, it's not like that. It's, it's across the board. So the other thing that you might want to look into, and this is very fuzzy for me right now, is um, look into the ramifications of unemployment mm-hmm. for, your, for your people. Um, my HR person has said, it's so confusing for me. Um, <laughs> just like, thank God for Jamie because she handles all this. But she said that, she, that it's possible that it, given the extreme nature of our situation, that um, if our teachers do collect unemployment, that we will not be penalized next year with um, increased um, premiums for our unemployment insurance because oh, wow. this is a situation that's, you know, unusual. Right. And there's a lot of forgiveness that's being tossed around ideas of, of loan forgiveness, you know, it's the tax, the tax deadline has been pushed back there. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how many things are being thrown around. It almost frightens me because <laughs> no, seriously, because it's like, yeah. this is serious that they changed right. the tax deadline. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's a big deal when the tax deadline gets moved. Well, because at first they push back the payment deadline mm-hmm. and then they actually push back the filing deadline is like, whoa. This morning I heard that the comptroller of Maryland said, if you owe any taxes, don't pay them. Keep your cash on hand. So this is, this is no joke, but um, you might want to have whoever your HR person or your business manager or whoever can handle this kind of information in their brain. Certainly not me. um, Look (laughs) into the ramifications of unemployment, because if that's a good option to keep your teachers afloat, Mm -hmm. Um, again, I'm not recommending anything. I'm just recommending that you look into it. Right. And if you have a payroll company that you use to submit payroll, they should be able to answer those questions. If you have an accountant, they should be able to, if not answer your questions, direct you to someone who can. Um, it's definitely a good thing to look into for sure. All right. So the next thing, take care of your family. family. Yeah. And this is, Obviously, number one priority is taking care of your family, making sure that your spouse, your kids, yourself, everybody's taken care of is is so important in these times. Yeah. And what I tend to do, some people may disagree with this, but this is just me. 
I tend to um, run my household kind of like my, I run my business in the sense that everybody has a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband knows that right now I need to work. I need to focus on this business because it is our primary source of income. And so he's doing all the grocery shop. Well, he's, he'd been doing this before, um, you know, since he retired, uh, the grocery shopping, the house cleaning, making sure that we are fully stocked with food. We have a lot of people in our house. All my sons are home. I've got girlfriends there hunkered down. So it's a lot of people plus my mom. Um, so we heat, we need to make sure there's enough food, toilet paper, um, coffee for yeah. everyone. God, and coffee is so important. <laughs> yes. And so he knows that that's what he, he needs to do. And if I come home from the studio, I, and, um, you know, sit down, talk to him for five, 10 minutes and then go back to work at my home office. He knows mm-hmm. not to, not to give me a bunch of stuff about it. Cause he right. knows this is, this is the new normal right now. My sons know that they need to, you know, my son Nicholas is helping us with the Google classrooms because he, he's, he's going to help us with the website. So everybody has different talents in your house mm-hmm. and everybody needs to um, step up and take some sort of responsibility for keeping this thing afloat. In my household, I am the planner and Josh is the doer. So I made a meal plan for the next two weeks. I made a shopping list. I bought all the groceries. I prepped stuff that could be frozen. So like, you know, we're going to do a quiche one night for dinner. Um, I already chopped up all the greens that are going in the, the greens and fresh herbs and put them in the freezer. And I just have a calendar of what's to be cooked each day. And whether it's me or Josh, it gets done because it's planned. And usually, right. you know, sometimes it's me, but usually it's Josh because he has more time in the evenings, but he just flips open the cookbook to the, to that date and knows where all the ingredients are and gets it done. And so we were able to divvy up the duties that way, which is something that honestly we've always, or I've always sort of intended to do, but now we're actually doing it. So maybe this is a good skill that we're actually going to use from now on. (laughs) Yeah. So the last topic is take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can't lead your ship if you are drowning, (laughs) if you're overboard. (laughs) Right. And so what I've found helpful is to keep a routine and it might be a different routine than you're used to. You know, I used to go to the gym every morning and now um, my routine is just a little different. I'm doing my, my little workout that my trainer texted me in my living room. And next week I'm going to start doing CLI studios yoga in my living room. I love that. (laughs) Um, But you know, you still have to get up in the morning Mm -hmm. at a particular time. You need to eat healthy, you know, don't throw your, your your food regimen out the window keep your routine get dressed every day you know if you are in your pajamas all day long it just feels different than if you put your clothes on and for me it's it's been helpful for me to drive to my studio and lock myself in this little room and get stuff done yep and I, I've been putting on makeup every day because for me, that's like a soothing routine, but it also helps me 
feel like I am ready for the day and it makes me feel like I'm ready to be on camera for all my video classes and content. Um, and that's just been really helpful. You know, it, it's amazing what a red lip and a winged eyeliner will do for your mental health. <laughs> but I, um, another thing that really is important for me is social interaction. I am an extrovert. And if I spend a whole week inside my house and the only other person that I see is my boyfriend, I will go nuts. <laughs> so I have used Zoom for social interaction. I, on Friday, had like a happy hour with a bunch of friends. And it was so cool because it was friends from all over my life who didn't really necessarily know one another. And we just got on and had our wine and drank. And But it was just so nice to see people and interact socially. So if you are an extrovert or, you know, or one of those ambiverts, <laughs> make sure that you're giving yourself that exposure too, that you know you have some kind of social outlet. Yeah. It's so important. That's a great idea. And we do Wind Down Wednesdays yep. in DSO Connect. We just did one last week. So um, I don't know. Maybe we're going to have to do a coffee morning one. Soon. Yeah. And if you're, if, if you are, you know, so many people are working from home now. So maybe do a lunch friend hangout on Skype or on Zoom with a bunch of your friends who are working from home because they still deserve a lunch break, you know, even though they're at home, like sign out of your of your work and just jump on a Zoom call with a bunch of friends for lunch, you know, make yeah. it something that is enjoyable and kind of a reward almost or do a working call where you've got a bunch of friends who are working from home you all get on zoom and work together from home on zoom and it you don't even have to be talking but just knowing that there's someone else there working alongside of you even though it's virtual and not in person for me that helps me be more productive yeah you know we're also going to have to start making more time for our beauty routines because we're like <laughs> the salon like my eyelashes are falling out so <laughs> I've got like one eye looking okay and one eye is looking not okay my roots are going to be coming through my pedicure is going to need to be refreshed and right now I'm getting by but I don't know in another month we're all going to be like giving ourselves little home spa treatments too right so well make from it here Robin you look from here you look beautiful <laughs> oh, well, thank you so the last thing I think we should I think what we should leave with is I've been thinking a lot about this lately is how we're being forced into this seemingly really crappy situation. And it is crappy. It's it crappy in so many ways. But I tend to be an optimist. And I'm always trying to look at the bright side. And I wonder what good things will come out from our business or within our businesses when we come through this. Yes. For example, we're all going to be really good at Zoom Mm -hmm. And we're all going to be really good at, you know, creating online content. Yep. So it kind of shoved us. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been talking about making videos um, for my customers for a long time. And, yeah, and, and now we're actually doing it. Now we're we actually no doing it. <laughs> right. So what other things do you see as maybe being a positive when this is all said and done? One thing that I've been talking to um, – a friend of mine who is um, who's visually impaired. She's legally blind, 
And she's really excited, and this, of course, isn't dance-specific, but just in general, about workplaces becoming more accessible for people who are disabled. Because a lot of jobs say, oh, you can't work from home. Oh, we can't accommodate that disability. Oh, you know, you have to be in the office. You have to put in this many hours a day. Well, so many people are discovering that that's just not true anymore. Mm -hmm. So think about the students that we could reach that maybe we couldn't reach before. You know, whether it's someone on their vacation that doesn't have to now miss a class because it's on, it's on Zoom or it's recorded, or if it's someone who maybe their parent is disabled and they can't drive them to the studio or they just simply don't have transportation, like it's just going to be so much more accessible to people who couldn't access this before. And that's really exciting to me. Yeah. And one other thing I was thinking that will probably be a good thing is uh, once we clean up our finances and hopefully not get ourselves in a deeper hole with that line of credit, but once we plug up the holes in the boat and eliminate the excess expenditures, um, once we go back to the studio and every, maybe we'll just have new habits and, and we will have eliminated a lot of unnecessary spending. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that... The other thing that, that I know you and I have been talking about is that this might be an opportunity to stand out among the crowd when it comes to your studio, that you did not just roll over and accept defeat, that you trudged through and delivered your service to your families, that you stuck it out and hung in there where some studio owners might not be doing that. Yeah. And if that's their choice, that's fine for them, you know, but you're not going to do that. I, and that's going to really say something about you moving forward. Yeah. There will be dance studios in your vicinity that do not survive this. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it's not you. I'm hoping that we all survive. But the reality is that there are going to be studios. It's just nature. Um, it's, it's like nature. It's, you know, some will shed off. And what we'll discover once we open our doors again is there will be students whose studios are no longer there that are looking for a studio home. There will be teachers who are looking for a job. So those of us who always struggle with finding teachers to work for us, you know, there will maybe a, a, a supply yeah. of um, teachers looking for work. So I know this is a horrible situation. I know it is, but we need to stay positive and we need to stay focused on what we can control. Yep. And we need to remember why we're in this in the first place. And it's for the kids and it's for the love of this amazing art form. And that's something that will never change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Casey. I feel like this was a really good call. I feel better. I do too. I hope, I hope that, um, I hope people are, lifted by this podcast episode. If you have any ideas or questions for us, feel free to contact us via email. It's DSO Connect and then the number six at gmail.com. Just put podcast question in the subject line. 
um, and join the conversation in our free group DSO Connect community. If you're not already a member, uh, what you waiting for? Come join us. There are questions that you need to answer in order to join. So make sure you answer those questions when you request to join the group so we can certify that you're a real studio owner. <laughs> All right, that is all from us today. Thank you, Robin, for joining me. This was wonderful. Yeah, have a great okay. day, Casey. You too. I feel like I'm ready to get to work now. <laughs> yes, me too. Let's do it. All right, let's kill it. Thanks, Robin. Bye. Bye. Bye.